0: welcome to another episode of talk with brooks your adulting diary so guys my voice is gonna be very low throughout this recording because i'm very unwell i'm not very okay i've not had a very pleasant um week and i have been having a very low energy i mean i cannot lift myself i can't carry myself i can't do a lot of things for myself right now i'm just very not okay and so um just a little peek into my personal life so today i was feeling really down i've not been able to eat as well i've not eaten i've not been eating well for a while and as for sleep sis trust me (laughs) it's been over a month and I've, i've not had a good sleep so Today I decided to check online for, um, you know, just to go through a couple of, um, you know, online therapy provision that you know people do and all of that. And I saw one and I tried to subscribe to it and it cost more than you know I actually, you know, had a had top of my head. So I also also like I felt a, a, um, a bit disappointed. Should I, say, I just felt a little bit bad. That, uh, oh, I wish I could have done this because I mean, To a certain extent, it's it's cheap, but then I have lots of commitments this month, really, and I have to meet up with it. So I've been feeling really down. I don't know. I can't eat. I'm not having the best moments in my life right now. I can't really say what's happening because there is too many things happening, so I can't really pinpoint what exactly is weighing me down and putting my spirit. I'm making my spirit very low. But then again, I promised myself I was going to be very consistent. I'll, I'll try and be consistent with my. Podcast. So this is me again. I'm recording this on a Saturday and just trying to make sure that I keep to that promise because it's not easy. I'm really slacking, but I'm trying to just push myself. So today I went out and um, I didn't want to. I spent so much time doing makeup and after that I cleaned it. I cleaned it off. And then it started to rain i just lingered and lingered and lingered and lingered in my room i didn't i really didn't want to go anywhere i just wanted to lie on this bed but then i decided to okay so um about a week ago or two weeks ago i i applied for this employability fitness um program and i was um selected to come for the seminar sort of it was like a seminar you know, for people who are fresh graduates or for people who have been having it difficult getting the, their dream job and you know, things that we may be doing wrong when it comes to interviews and all of that. So um about a month ago I was really worried because I just left my job and I really wanted something else to do. And so um I was I got in touch with someone who helped me work on my CV, who helped me do a couple of things and then he just you know point me to the right direction and that is how the seminar came about so i started atten- i attended the seminar today and a lot of fantastic people spoke on getting a job and and all of that stuff so i met some interesting personalities like um arusa osemwegi, osemwegi. and then i met benga tutoyi i met um yeah, one um, John D or Ijonda. I, I, I can't remember that name. And then I met um, someone else, Kum. And these were all panelists. I'm, I don't know, I'm not sure you know them. They are professionals, they are HR professionals. And meanwhile, the summit, uh, and yeah, it, 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 it's a summit, nice seminar. So the summit was actually free and I was privileged to attend it. Even though I'm not actively looking for a job because I'm engaged doing a couple of things. But this meant a lot to me because i wish i had known this you know years back i'm sure that i would have been at a point i would have been in a better place but i mean okay i'm i'm, I'm grateful that it came now because in a few months time i'm gonna start uh, you know looking for a job again i'm going to start putting up myself in the trying to secure something for myself so this really helped me a lot. Like there's been so many mistakes I have been making. And today I had those mistakes corrected by just having a chat with some of these people and networking with people. And so I'm going to share with you a few things that I learned. And so if you've been getting interview invites and you you don't seem to get the job. So these are a, these are a few things I was taught today. And I just feel like I should share them with you as one of the every in one of the episodes of my podcast so so the things to do after getting a job invite one of the things you need to do is to research on the organization get to know what the organization is doing is all about i remember um going for an interview for a personal assistant and when i got there and i, I was asked about the company truth is i did not do much research about the company i just know that it was a broker or was dealing with stock exchange or something like that but it was just a financial institution and i did not know so much about financial institutions the term i was not familiar with the terms when i read it online but then again i knew a couple of things and i told them what i knew and what i saw online it was not an industry that i was familiar with i just needed a job at the time so Research on the organization, get to know what the organization is into, get to know what the organization does for real and so that you would know what exactly you're bringing forth because you can just be there and they're talking to you and you will just be boo-booing. Whatever skills you have is not in line with what the organization is doing. So whatever, or whenever you get an interview invite, the first thing to do is to research on the organization and then prepare for the interview find out how the interview session is like and find out how the recruitment process is like you can find out from either the person that told you about the job that's if someone told you about the job find out from someone that is working there that's if you're acquainted with someone that is working there or find out from the person who sent you the interview um, message the interview invite now i never knew that you could do this that you could ask further questions because mm-hmm. i just don't automatic reply okay acknowledged i'm going to be available or something like that you know i never really find out i just you know go online and just read general um, interview ethics and all of that and then i just try to be of good character when i get there but then again you can ask so number three, you can ensure that the gadget. If it's an, if it's an, if it's a virtual um interview, because a lot of companies now they do virtual interviews. So if it's a virtual interview, you have to ensure that the gadgets that you'll be using are intact. Just network can be very very shitty in Nigeria. You know sometimes you you know the network just messes up just when you needed some when you needed it the most the most and it can be really frustrating so just try and make sure that the internet is intact and and the gadget you're using if it's a gadget that is faulty you may want to you know get to maybe your friend's house and try to use his or her gadget mobile data please check your mobile data please if it's a virtual interview you don't want to you know because you don't want a situation where your interviewer is talking and then you're spending like 20 minutes saying hello can you hear me can you speak into the mic oh come closer oh you are you, you are you are you are cracking oh the line is breaking oh this that and that can be very and already that has just made the atmosphere of the interview tense and, diff- and it may be difficult for you to um you know go through that process without feeling some form of anxiety you know and then another thing you know the cv you are applying with for me i have two cvs because i worked i i have um, experience in two um, areas in media and in education so i have been teaching and i also have an experience as a radio producer presenter as a scriptwriter, as an um um and then as a podcaster, of course so i have you know basic experience in those two um AM fields so i have cvs for those two things um so know the cv you are applying with so if you're sending your cv out for a particular job position um know the kind of cv you are sending out because it's okay most recently i sent out my cv to a startup company that is looking out to employ um writers people who tell personal stories and people who um have good communication skill people who can edit pieces of writing before it's put out to the public and I decided to use my CV the CV I use for my education CV because that there I included that I was a I'm a writer and my blog is there and so I just put it out I know that it's not my blog is not where I want it to be at the moment but then regardless I apply because it's something that I'm quite passionate about. But I don't know for some for some reason I'm not just feeling anything. I don't want to say that I'm depressed, but I I really do feel like it. Try to avoid tailored or strict answers. Yeah, sometimes when we enter um, when we're talking to our interviewers, inter when we're talking to interviewers, top of our head we already know the kind of questions they want to ask, so we go with an already made answer, and then we just make everything look like. An instruction that someone is giving to you and you you just have to respond yes or no sir I learned today that that's not how it's supposed to be because an interview is a two-way thing that in and it's supposed to be conversational I, I I wouldn't have known it was it was conversational until I had this summit because I just feel like nobody wants to see you smile excessively just tell them what you can do and what you cannot do and most of the interviews I attend are quite very they are quite very um stern and very direct a lot of them just want to know your weakness your strength what you can do can you work under pressure and all of that and i find some of those questions annoying but then again those are the kind of questions i get and sometimes um i think one time i was asked a question like what if you have a difficult colleague and then this is happened and then you've tried all your best and nothing works and i tell them what i'm going to do is like hey you've done that one what will you now do and i tell them okay, you've done that one I just find it very, you know, annoying. But then again, these are questions I get asked, and um, I learned today that you can, using your good communication skill, that you can um, try to make that um, interview session a conversation, and it will, and it may just work for you. And so, how to overcome interview phobia? I mean, that was the topic, or that was the theme of um, the summit. I don't think there's anyone that hasn't been. Um, that hasn't felt a little bit of um, anxiety or a little bit of fear when about to get interviewed. I have, and I think a lot of people have as well. So one, practice and build confidence. It's a skill. So now the thing is, recently I've noticed something about myself. I'm more confident than I used to be, and I'm trying to be even more confident than I am now. I volunteer to do things even when I know that I'm going to shake And I didn't know, no one ever told me that you needed to do that to build confidence. I just used to do it and I just started recently. So um, today I learned, in addition to what I already know, that you should deliberately approach people. Whether they are famous or non-famous, you should deliberately approach people and strike conversations with them. Compliment people. It would help you improve on your communication skill. Look people in the eye when communicating with them and give honest compliments, especially good ones. And I really felt good because I've been trying to do that a lot more. I hate to network. I'm I'm not a people person. Yeah, I dance. Sometimes you see my video, I'm dancing, I'm doing this. But I have a very low energy when it comes to meeting people. Sometimes I don't respond to my messages deliberately because I don't have the energy to. Sometimes I just get really tired of people and tired of life that I just don't pay attention to anything. I just want to sit, listen, and then just move along and not contribute anything. And so, you, um, another tip to overcoming interview phobia that was mentioned in the that was mentioned in the summit today was build relational and conversational skill by networking. And I think that's also about deliberately approaching people to speak to them. It's also uh yeah it's a part of that so conversational skill you build it by networking talk to people get to meet people ask questions and get them answered and you know just try to talk to people we are human beings and nobody's going to bite to you i mean some people buy it but then again just do it i mean what's the worst that can happen do we just either ignore you walk, walk away or make you just or just give, just give a, give a small look, look. But then at the end of the day, that's the worst that would happen. Nothing is gonna happen to you. Your lifespan is not going to reduce because someone is trying to be an ass. So just do yourself good by, you know, um, having conversations with people. This will help you improve your self confidence and your communication skill and all of that stuff. And so, and there was another segment, non-verbal cues to be mindful of during an interview. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, (laughs) oh my God, this reminds me of um, an interview I went for and that was the first interview, first and only interview that my interviewer has complained about, my mannerism. Like, no one has ever complained about that. I have always been that type of person who feels like I can make a good first impression, but... This was, this was the first time my interviewer was not impressed. I mean, at least showed me she was not impressed. And so, these are a few tips that these are a few things that you're, these are a few things that we should uh, you, we should avoid and you know, we should be mindful of, of course, of it we because. So, using fillers, you know, when you're talking, you have this, you um, you say things like you know, like you know, you're raising your shoulder, you're like you're like shrugging a bit, you're like. You know, you know, you get you know all those things and um, like you, you you know all those things that you use all those um you know mannerisms that you have. Everyone has it. I have it. I use it a lot. But when having an interview in a professional setting, that should be you know controlled a bit. And please oh, as ladies, I'm not trying to shame anyone or text to anyone how to live their life. But if your hair is older than a, a month, I don't think you should be taking it. I don't think you should use that kind of hair for an interview. Except of course, the hair is not um, looking really rough. Because you don't want to be talking and then you'll be hitting your head and be scratching your scalp because it's itchy or something. You don't want that. And then also, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, um, I'm not trying to sound offensive or detect to anyone. Like I said, but then another thing is avoid ill-fitting dresses because it can be very distracting. You wear a very tight and very short dress, and you walk in, and you know you are not very confident. I'm not trying to say you have a self-esteem problem, but you know that you'll be using your hand to drag the skirt down. And by the time you open the door, that's what you are doing. You are sitting. You are dragging your skirt to try to cover your laps and all of on all of those things. When you could have simply worn a very amazing gown that would make you a bit more comfortable. So that that's another thing to avoid. And don't slouch. Sit up straight. Don't slouch. Because sometimes when you slouch or when you try to, you know, when you sit a certain type of way, you could be giving up a vibe that you're not even aware of. It could be pride, it could be overconfidence, it could be underconfidence, it could be unhealthy self-esteem, it could be anything, you know. It could be uncertainty. You could just giving up that giving off and giving off that vibe without you knowing. So just sit up straight, sit up, right? And try to maintain eye contact. That's it so yeah that's for the um for that segment then we had another segment how to stand out from fellow qualified interviewees and one of the things that was mentioned if i one great thing that was mentioned i would have left this particular tip for the last but i'm going to mention it as the first for this segment and that is just pray yeah it may look like um oh i'm being spiritual of course i'm a spiritual person but then again, um, I'm not trying to project my religiosity or my spirituality on anyone. I'm just saying that before you go for an interview, even if it's five minutes, pray. Because all these things that I have mentioned and will mention are subjects to the, your interviewer. You're not sure you're doing the right thing. You just hope that whoever is listening to you is impressed. Whatever you're saying aligns with the objectives of the company that you are applying to be a path and so um prayers can just help you know uh, clear that path for you and take away every potential obstacle and you may just get that job and do research about um your area of interest that thing that you want to that thing that you are very interested in do a research about it how can that thing benefit the company because You cannot just you won't just go there and answer questions from textbook like answer in a textbook form you you your intention is to really really impress whoever is interviewing you and so when you do a research around the thing that particular thing that you're passionate about when asked questions just chip it in and then that's it you may just get the job don't think about questions before you answer exactly think about questions before you answer. So when an interviewer asks you questions, don't be in a haste to talk, be smart, but then again, think about, you know, the next few possible questions that may follow that particular question and just have your answer at the back of your mind, somewhere top of your head. Think about it carefully and then give answers and give honest answers or give answers that you have carefully, a lie that you have practiced, that you have fabricated and practiced so well. I'm asking you to lie, but then again, we we know that we try to, you know, bubble the company because I mean, we need this job. You have to act the part and all of that. So while acting the part, while answering the question that will make you look the part you are applying for, just ensure that whatever question follows it, Just try anyhow use your head where you're thinking cap or something whatever question that follows it you're not just going to be looking like a dummy yeah and also think like an interviewer so you're going to a company you're applying as a front desk officer for instance and as you're seated there in fact before you go into that interview how to stand out i'm not asking you to sit there and be an interviewer and begin to throw questions at the panel or anything But before you get there, ask yourself some questions. I could own a company one day and I would definitely need a front desk officer. What are the things I want my front desk officer to possess? What are the characters? What are the skills I want my front desk desk officer to have? And then when you can answer that and you enter that interview hall and answer those questions from a perspective of an interviewer of a future interviewer and a potential employee of that company you're applying to, you do pretty good and you stand a chance of impressing your panel, the panel of your interviewers. So have a knowledge above the expected. That's another thing to stand out. I'm not saying go over, 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 over yearning. Although over has gotten people where they are. That's why it's also that's why I said in the very first part: study the organization, know what works for it, get acquainted with someone if you can. And know what works for it overbooing can get you where trying to be humble will never get you but then again you have to just know how to do it so having a knowledge above the expected having a, having knowledge about what you're applying for having knowledge about the company or even the panel or even the people that work in the company like get like having knowing what they do and answering questions and involving them in some kind of way makes you stand out. It makes you stand out. Oh, Mr. So 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 so, so I read your this, 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 this and you did a research on so 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 thin And um I want to add that you know, just more like more like you know, just a short presentation of what you think about the company or what you know about the company and how your skill can add to whatever that company stands for and improving it and taking it to the to that place that they see their company to be even if you don't intend to be in that company for five years shall just act like it and just know something don't be a dummy i went i applied for a job one time and i was not even passionate about the job i shall just needed the job and they asked me a very basic question that i should have known and i was just there sitting there and with so much confidence i said i did not know it like i'm not even going to act or even bury my face or anything i'm going to look in there i'm like oh i'm so sorry i didn't i didn't i didn't um i i didn't check that before i came here or um i'm so sorry i it skipped my mind to have gone through that i sincerely apologize so i'm not just going to bury my face anyways i was just tell you i don't know but now i have learned that i'm supposed to do an in-depth um, an in-depth um, research on these things because i mean at the end of the day you have 5,000 people and then you your intention is to stand out, right? So, of course, you need to do certain things that's going to impress your panel. There was another segment. Okay, in that standing out thing too, what you wear. And for the guys, whatever color of shoe you're wearing, it should match with your the color of your belt. And wear neutral colors for ladies, neutral colors as well. Just dress, dress neatly. Your hair should be neatly packed um your before guys your your bed should be neatly just have a clean shave and all of that yes there are some industries that don't mind if you come on certain hairstyles they don't mind if you come really shabby they don't mind and all of that but then again study the firm you're going the firm you're applying to study the nature of work and everything and then just go there acting like you're already a front desk officer or you're already the finance um, officer or you're already the teller of the bank or something just go there just go there dress that way and yeah that's it so there was another segment basic things job seekers lack of my off and interviewer not having something to say about what your CVC is that's the thing your CVC is your this your that your this you're that and then a question is woven in that direction is woven you know, using one of the things that you wrote in your CV and then you're being asked and then you stand standing looking like tilapia fish. I don't know how tilapia fish looks like, but then again, I, think I don't have anything on top of my head to liken to how you would look. But then you just look, you know, surprised. You look like, so study your CV. So if you have your CV with you, you can take it from time to time, study all those skills that you wrote there and then get to know... I feel like a lot of people know the things that we're not even supposed to put in our CV. It's like your date of birth is not even needed. Some people say they don't want references. Some people say they want it available on request. Some people say they don't need it. Some people, it's not supposed to be added. You should take out a lot of things to make your CV less cumbersome and all of that. So personal preferences. But then again, I don't think a date of birth is needed except it is requested for. So yeah. Another thing that may, that may turn off an interviewer is not listening. A lot of people don't listen so if you are hoping to get employed one day when preparing for an interview prepare to listen to questions before you provide answers to those questions and when you provide answers to those questions if those questions are based on things that you have done you should be ready to provide evidence do, so that you don't even just be as honest as possible or practice your life so well because you don't want to be stuttering really you really don't want to be stuttering <laughs> seriously and then not speaking audibly <laughs> don't even let an interviewer tell you what are you saying two times or oh, please speak up like two three times honestly speaking it may reduce your chance people are very finicky People are very, very finicky. Like you can just be looking all sharp, all nice, and then it just annoys them that your lipstick is red. People, people pick on the smallest things, so you just want to do well so that you don't go home feeling like oh maybe I was not loud enough. So please just speak audibly, not 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 to shout, but then just speak up a bit. Another thing that turns off an interviewer when you're applying for um an entry-level job is it's look at your cv and you've not done anything at all people will tell you oh you're an entry-level one-page cv but sis let me tell you brother let me tell you something you don't want that cv to just be carrying promises empty promises you want that CV to carry a little bit of weight. So if you're still in school or you're done with school, do something. Seriously speaking, I never did anything throughout university and it hurts me up till today. I just went to school, honestly. But I came out for every single opportunity that I had. I tried to seize it. I didn't seize all of them. Sometimes I just feel very um, laid back. But then I've, for the things that I genuinely had interest in, I seized opportunities. I've gone for free trainings because there's some trainings I couldn't afford. I've gone for summits. I've done, online, I, I, I've done an online course, I have read things on social media, I've tried to pick up a couple of skills here and there, and I've tried to improve myself. And if someone is speaking my CV today, I can say one or two things that will make a lot of sense. You don't just sit at home and then you have uncles and aunties that give you money. You have an elder sister somewhere that buys you the finest things. And you just feel like that's fine or you don't need to do anything. I'm sorry sis, you need to do something and so that by the time you present your CV, you can document it. You can put it there. You can doc- document it on your CV that, all oh, this is what you've done over the years. Or this is what you've done for the past few months that you've you've stayed at home. Or I took an online course in this, I took an online course in that. Or I have a skill in this, I have a skill in that. I attended a training somewhere and I was given an award for participation. Something like that. It just makes or helps your interviewer know that you are a lot more serious in your life. And you may be asking, telling yourself, I don't intend to get a 9 to 5. I just want to do my business and all of that. Truth is, you still need online courses. You still need digital marketing. You still need some, a couple of things here and there. Just uh, just acquaint yourself with a couple of things so that you don't just... Because you never can tell. Seriously, this world is just... You never really can tell where those little things will take you to. So, so just, if you have the time, you have the resources. And if they are free, just hop on it, really. If they are free, hop on it, really. Because these things, these services can be really expensive. But if you see the ones that are free or affordable... Please just hop on those opportunities. They will help. Not having the knowledge that the interviewer expects of you. So you are asked basic things. You said you studied social science in school, or you've done social science within a period of how many months? And then you are asked the basic question, and then you flop sis what's going on and so um you ask the question and then you just flop sis what are you doing like what's going on i thought you said you've done this for a couple of months so what's going on and so let's say for me now and i have been I, I have been a book club instructor instructor for a couple of months and i'm asked the question on class management and i flop <laughs> really you've been a book club instructor you've dealt with kids for this not so so number of years and you act on class management and then you're just staring into thin air hmm, what are you doing snap out of it sis. <laughs> don't be a dummy please so study and study real good um okay that i think that that was the last segment be committed add more knowledge to your already existing knowledge exactly so that was what one of the finalists said be committed add more knowledge to what is already existing because you know i think it just it's just yesterday um An older friend of mine was telling me that vocabulary development is not just getting you know finding new words but finding out ways that your already existing words in your personal vocabulary are used in different ways to achieve different meanings and i'm like wow it feels like this entire week has just been a week where i've learned a couple of things and so adding more knowledge to your already existing knowledge will take you so far so instead of just running your task, i time, just, I know sometimes it can be really confusing. You don't know what to do and all of that. So just pay attention to what the you knowledge that already, that already exists, the skill that you already have, and try to look for how to improve on it, make it better. And then it may just be your main source of income. You never can tell. And also every day, 30 minutes, spend time in improving your chances on getting a job by reading and learning. If you do not read, if you do not learn, trust me, you will never, I promise you, you will never learn anything new. You're just going to be like those people who are under Instagram comments, and when, when they say nonsense and they flop and they're like, I said what I said, sis, we know that you just goofed. You did not say shit, you goofed. You know that you did not say shit. You're very unintelligent. So you'll just go in you'll just be going around spewing things that are untrue because you've not learned, because you've not read. So when you read, you spend 30 minutes reading. If you want to be a front desk officer, you want to be a customer or a service representative, you want to be a radio presenter, you want to be a pre-tv presenter, 30 minutes every day reading on how tv presenters do better on how tv presenters should look on how tv presenters present and um, uh, tips on how tv presenters can present better shows tips on how customer care representatives can relate better with customer just 30 minutes reading or doing things around that area that you you know around that field that you want to go into and trust me like you become better in the next one year you're just doing great for yourself and you look at yourself and you're so proud of yourself and then institute a series of massive action and this brings me to this really hit home because i struggle with consistency and i hope that one day i'm not i won't be using this line anymore i struggle with consistency And then it saddens me that I need this consistency to get to where I want to be. And so I've got no other choice but to stay consistent. Because when you stay consistent and someone sees that thing that you're doing, you never can tell it to pay one day. Now, there were some myths that were debunked. Myths like, you know, focusing on only one thing, focusing on only one thing, focusing on only one thing and doing it well truth is you can have other things you can it's it's unfair to just say focus on only one thing when you have what it takes to do other things so you can do other things for some people they have lots of cvs we have lots of cvs like they have series in different fields things that they have done over the years and they are great at it so you can do a lot of things you can do three things and be knowledgeable in these three areas and function so well in these three areas Just be patient with yourself, grow yourself, do what you want to do. For me, I've been contemplating doing a lot of things because I'm always, I'm scared of what people will say, but at the end of the day, well, if what I'm doing is not footing my bills, maybe I'll go to what is footing my bills. At least I have a skill in that area, of course. So yeah, these are a few things I learned. My voice is low. I've been having constant headache. I don't know. I've taken, I've had medication. I'm on medication. It's not working. (sighs) Oh my God. I just, I just hope i get through this phase and i don't know i'm just really really worried about things i'm not even aware of i'm thinking too much and i don't even know what i'm thinking about so i just really hope that i get better i just really hope that i feel much much better but this is it on this episode of the podcast i hope you listened to the end even when i was I sound a little bit boring today and i hope you took something home if you're a job seeker please 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 take these things i've said seriously And also read as well on things that you can do. So meanwhile, I was given a free book. Yeah, I was given a free book. Getting a job is a job. And this is a book written by Arua Sosa. Oh, oh no! Sorry, Ariosa Osemwege, mm. and this book was forwarded by um, Sam Adeyemi. Arusa Osemwege Osemwege is an alumnus of the Harvard Business School, Business School and Lagos Business School Executive Development Programs on Human Capital Management. He is a certified senior professional in Human Resource and a global professional in Human Resources, and he's he's a life and career coach, and he's a member of the US best career planning and adult development network. He's a member of Daystar Career Plus in Nigeria and, and he is also a member of the Society of Human Resource Management. And the Society for Human Resource Management is the world leading human resources body. That's it about the author of the book. So yeah, seriously and this is a no-nonsense practical guide to getting your desired job. This book is very illustrative. I love the font size because I now am i going to read it and I'm going to internalize it because I love the font size i love the illustrations a couple of um chapters and pages use um pictures to illustrate what is being said and this is f- a fantastic book that i well i i hope it's accessible on the internet so you should get a copy of it and read it this could help you so i wish you good luck on your next interview so yeah have a good evening if you're listening oh okay have a great day <laughs> bye